This week, quantum pendants are trying to kill, NFTs are heading to gaming, and Disney is leaving YouTube. It's Sunday, December 19th, 2021, and this is episode 614 of F5 Live, refreshing technology for Sunday. Uh, no, I already said that. Uh, a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, through a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options, through our live stream platforms, livestream.com, Twitch, or YouTube, or of course on our website, pluckitslive.com, thank you for making us a part of your day. There are two ways that you can do that. The first is Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can go to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us in the studio. Give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. Or you can always subscribe at plughitslive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see all of our shows, including F5 Live, The Pilch Point, Plughits Live Presents, and more. And of course, find all the ways to watch, listen, and follow along. All right, so this is weird. This is our second show this week <laughs> since, <laughs> since we did a show on Tuesday. Uh, the The news, obviously, between Tuesday and now has been a little slow, only because we know CES is right around the corner. Of course, both of us will be at CES uh, doing a whole bunch of different yes. stuff. But, you know... But, there could always be news about CES. It's true. Um, there about like, obviously, there's a lot of companies who are planning to be there and to announce products. I have spent a chunk of my week uh, scheduling them, scheduling meetings with various companies, mm-hmm. even getting brand new business cards to give out. Nice. Um, I assume we still give out business cards in the age of of COVID. I, I don't know if business card is an infection vector or not. I don't think so. Um, so, uh, but, you know, I have also heard, you know, rumblings that, hey, you know, maybe some companies are going to pull out, mm-hmm. uh, are going to pull out because of Omicron. Now, it's hard for me to imagine at this moment with less than a month to go, really two weeks to go, let's be, to, to be fair, uh, that, that CTA is going to cancel the whole thing. Yeah. But, but I can completely foresee a lot of, I can, I can foresee individual companies canceling. And, uh, although, uh, if you've been, if you've been watching the numbers, uh, the number of exhibitors has actually gone up in the last week. They went from 1,900 to 2,100 in the last seven days. What's normal? What, what, what's what's uh, 2020? More than that. 10,000 or something? I don't know. Um, anyway, from my perspective, it doesn't matter if there's 2,100 or, or, you know, or 10,000 30, because... 3,800 you know. in 2020. Okay. So, so, like, you know, 
not not bad, all things considered. Also, let's keep in mind. Also, let's keep in mind for all those who are who are not familiar with how CES works, which is probably a lot of people. A lot of folks are companies are there and not officially exhibitors, but they're still there. The CTA that runs CES does not like that, but I don't think there's anything they can really do to stop it. So if let's say you were a company and you wanted to show your wares to folks who are going to be in town for CES, all you need to do is get a hotel suite. Right. You don't need to have a booth on the CES show floor. Right. Uh, we we have always called an alternate version of that stealth boothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's right. So it's it's hard to say. I mean, we we know some companies are not going that would normally go. I just you know. I keep hearing little, you know, things, people saying either journalists who say they're not going to go or now they're really worried about going. Uh, I mean, I just, I booked my flight. I got my hotel. Uh (laughs) It's too late for me now. Um, (laughs) I just, I just want to, I just want to, I mean, I wonder what folks do. What I want to know, and I don't know that anyone has an answer to this, is I wonder what folks do if you get sick while you're there. Right. Like, what happens if you catch something on the plane right there and you start to feel sick before you go home? Are you supposed to live in Las Vegas for another 10 days or so? Probably yes. And then it could be quite a hotel bill. Could Um, be. And probably not supposed to leave your room, so you're going to have room service three meals a day too. Um, that's, you know, that's um, Uber, Uber Eats. I don't know. That's, to your room? Yeah. I guess. Okay. Uh, mind I've, you, our I've rooms. Done it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say about all of that. Uh, I mean, I would not want to be living in. Las Vegas for um, an additional you know, 10 days for an additional 10 days. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's my biggest uh, yeah fear. We, uh, if I we actually get, have get home and I'm sick, it would be, it wouldn't be as bad. Right. I have, we actually have alternate uh, studio plans. Um, and in the event that, that the CTA, uh, changes plans for CES, um, like or not plans, but uh, changes protocols. Uh, we actually have an alternate studio setup uh, concept ready to go, just in case, where we can put our what, control what room protocol downstairs. Would they ch- what protocol would they change that would force you to do that? I don't know, but better safe than sorry. I I'd rather have a plan in place ahead of time than get there and scramble. So obviously, our whole plan is to be broadcasting the whole time so uh uh oh uh somebody in the chat several people in the chat are talking about ces uh we've got uh, somebody patricio camillo asking if we're going this year as of right now our plans are to go um and I, I apologize. I'm not going to try and pronounce your name because I'm going to butcher it. I apologize. Uh, they said we were planning to go, but we're opting out. We'll be there in 2023. 
uh, they're going to cover it virtually. Uh, uh, what publication do you cover it through? We'd love to. We'd love to talk. Maybe there's a, <laughs> a synergy. Yeah, there. that's I, I, I that's that's interesting to hear. I was actually talking to a person that this week uh, who's going to be doing some freelance writing for us, and he's located. He's a freelancer, and he's located in in London. And he said that he has his tickets and he's going to CES. And I, I was like, wow, that's very brave of you because, I mean, to travel internationally uh-huh. is is quite challenging. But they're not, ban- you know, there's no ban on it. Yeah, so. I was talking, I was talking to uh, Mark Gooday uh, from Ashdown Engineering uh, the other day, and he was he was worried uh, not about being able to get here, but whether or not he'd be allowed back. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that that could be a problem. Yeah. That, that could be, that could be a problem, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think that's, you know, it's, it's all a concern. But yeah. the, the other concern I have, I don't know if you guys have approached it, have thought about yourselves, uh, although I guess there's really not much to be done is what if we have from palms hardware three people going what Mm -hmm. if um what if one or more of us gets covid between now and january 2nd when we're supposed to fly there yeah uh right then um you know then we're going to be down a person or two so i don't know well yeah what can you do it's uh it's just it's it's the, something we had not had to plan for in the past. Right, exactly. So it's it's one of those things I think all of us are going to be a little fluid on this because we don't know. <laughs> Everything's Everything is literally a little up in the air. Um, we, we'll see. We're... We're planning on on doing our thing. We literally, over on uh, GNC Week in Review, um, about an hour ago... Uh, myself and Kirk and uh, Chris Jordan were all talking about what what CES is going to look like for us. Um, so definitely go check that out. Um, just for our viewers to know, right now the plan is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we will be broadcasting right here, wherever you're watching us uh, live. This is where we will be broadcasting on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, if you subs- There is some content where uh, you'll only be able to comment if you are subscribed on Twitch or um, uh, a member on YouTube, there is also the uh, the memberships over on YouTube. If you are a yellow shirt or above, uh, yellow or a green shirt, you will get um, floor content first before anybody else. So for six ninety nine uh, a month, you will get all of the content first, plus this show right here. You'll get ad-free over on YouTube, which is pretty cool. Uh, so definitely check that out. We are planning. Our schedule is a full, I think, 132 live segments plus the uh, the floor stuff. We're going to have a lot of content going so long as nothing goes wrong. Uh, <laughs> so that's the current plan. Definitely follow along uh, for that. Um, but I think for now, let's get down to some news. 
This week's Nifty Gifties and F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a new laptop, a tablet, desperately seeking a new Xbox, games, and a whole lot more, you can get them at the Microsoft Store. And remember that current students, faculty, parents, and active military can save up to 10% on almost everything. To browse the products, to see the deals, and to find out more about the discounts, you can go to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. All right, so it's the end of the year. Uh, we tend to see, we mentioned it earlier, we tend to see a little bit of a slowdown in uh, in news heading into the end of the year because of CES. Um, but that lends us the opportunity to talk about some strange things. So here's a strange one for you. We know that there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. The internet has made them bigger um, and what... My favorite is Flat Earthers. They are my absolute favorite. Uh, I watch Flat Earth videos all the time. No, I do not believe in it. <laughs> but they are comical in the, the lengths that they will go to Oh, you gotta, you gotta see a show. And okay. I gotta throw this out there for everybody. Do There's it. a show on Netflix called Inside Job. Oh. Have you seen it? No. I saw, I saw the little documentary uh movie about flat earthers on netflix okay so now this is not a serious show this is a cartoon okay and it is 10 episodes <gasps> and the idea yes. is that you know what i'm talking about yes there's Continue. a like you're a okay wait i'm trying oops i'm trying oops i'm trying to find uh that the page for it but anyway there's, it's like there's this secret corporation that runs all the conspiracy theories like the fake moon landing and flat earth and whatever. And um, and so they have one episode where like one of the characters tries to get a bunch of flat earthers to help him hijack a cruise ship so that they can, so that they can drive it to the end of the earth. But instead but it turns out their conspiracy theory was wrong because everybody in the conspiracy everybody who's really behind the conspiracies knows that there's a hole in the center of the earth and that's where you go not right. not the flat earth so <laughs> yeah anyway you got this show is hilarious i i str strongly recommend i accidentally watched it in one night it was not my plan um but it looked funny, and any time that you can combine Christian Slater and John DiMaggio into one story, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Chris, so anyway, Christian sorry, Slater, that's okay. That. Christian Slater on Archer. Every time he shows up on Archer, he makes the episode. And John DiMaggio is, I think everybody knows, uh, a longtime friend of the show and one of the best uh, voice actors uh, ever. So combining them together. Total win. Anyway, so another conspiracy theory, and the, the current big tech one is around 5G, right? Uh, people think, I don't know, some people think that it's going to give you cancer. Some people think that the government's trying to control your mind with it. It's a wonderfully bizarre collection of people. Um, but anytime you have people tricked into something like that, there's always a product to solve it. 
And the 5G product to solve it is called Quantum Pendants. Now, obviously the name is a little silly because quantum means something, but it doesn't mean anything here. Uh, instead, these are little, um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, let's see. They call them like pop... Positive, oh, negative ion protection, which, first of all, negative ions have nothing to do with 5G. 5G runs on a couple of spectrums, most of which used to be used for uh, UPN. I, there's nothing special about 5G, but quantum you pendants are special. And let me tell you why. They contain a couple of uh, uh, elements in them, and among... The content that goes into this can be uranium. So the product that's being sold to protect you from 5G is irradiating you just a little bit, but enough that several governments have uh, warned against them because they are guaranteed to cause health problems. <sighs> So, why are these legal to sell? I, They're not. sell radioactive jewelry no. to people? No. Um, in fact, they are not legal to sell. Um, and they, But because of the small amount of radiation, they don't tend to show up on uh, like simple USPS, UPS, or FedEx scans. Um, so, when they come from a country that's not paying attention into a country that is... They don't show up on scans. So unless customs happens to break that particular box and look into it, which, you know, they break about one in a hundred, um, you're probably going to get it. So, yeah, not great. Great. That's that's lovely. So, so nice to see. Uh, I mean... I guess, uh, so I guess if the person actually gets, like, cancer from this, they can say that it was 5G's fault because it just didn't work properly. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of, I mean, this goes without saying, there's a lot of gullible people out there who are, who want to, who are, I don't know, who are ready to believe some type of conspiracy theory because it makes them feel like they have power over the world, over a world in which they normally would feel powerless and mm. they've got the inside information and all that stuff. So, you know, 5G is, is a conspiracy theory, but this just well, isn't how radio waves work. 5G is not a conspiracy theory, but there are conspiracy right. theories around I mean, 5G. I mean, 5G <laughs> What I mean is the <laughs> beliefs around 5G, which are, you know, all kinds of things like it's reading your thoughts and right. it's controlling you. And it's that's my favorite one, though. It causes causes. Remember, at one point it caused COVID, too. It was uh -huh, to yep. COVID, too. Yep. Uh, like it's to put advertisements in your dreams. I did a deep dive on uh, on 5G conspiracy theories last night because of this story. Does that mean 4G is OK? 4G is fine. I mean, 4G, 4G, 4G runs on 700 megahertz as opposed to 5G, which for Sprint and T-Mobile runs on 680. Ooh, something special about 680. It's, yeah, it's those megahertz. 
I got I got a whole box of old wireless microphones that run on 682. So you can use them to mind control people is what you Apparently. Saying? Apparently. Let's <laughs> fight. I wish 5G were so good that it could get that it could control it were were so the 5G signal here was good enough to worry about. I mean, my 5G coverage oh. continues to be terrible with T-Mobile. So then you didn't you get the what? right then you didn't get the right vaccine, right? That's true. Maybe if I got a different vac I mean, listen, if there's a vaccine that improved my 5G connection, I'm there tomorrow. The um <laughs> Also, by the way, uh, you, by the way, YouTube, the way if- just, I just want to put this out there. YouTube, this is comedy. We're making a joke. Please don't take this video down. And people who are watching, we are joking about right. 5g and vaccines. Right. But in fact, our point is that our point is that these are conspiracy theories. Five, mm-hmm. 5g is perfectly normal, uh, radio wave yeah. that's being used for high speed data and, and so this is and there's nothing special about the frequencies on which it exists uh some of them you know the the t-mobile and sprint frequencies uh for the standard are in the the 670 680 uh range which literally is what wireless microphones used to run on so you were always around those um and as well as uh, a little lower on the spectrum uh, is where uh, UHF television existed before the digital transition. So literally, UPN was on this <laughs> uh, frequency so, not that long ago. Uh, and I then, just want to point out that... Then the higher bands at, are in the same range as your cordless phone. So Now, I don't know whether these will irradiate you or not, but I want to point out that Amazon has it. Oh, good. Yes, I did see that. Amazon has quantum scalar energy power pendant necklace, healthcare lava stone, male jewelry for $9.77. So the ones I mean, in particular uh, that that are that are in in the spotlight here are actually from a company called Quantum Pendant. Um, I did not link to it because I did not want people going to their website. Um but uh, I think it's quantumpendant.com. Um, these in particular um, have enough uh, radiation coming off of them. So apparently what they do, and I, I don't quite understand it. I guess they take volcanic ash or something and scoop it up and put it inside of a thing. And that's what they send out because, I don't know, volcanic ash is special. But one of the things about volcanic ash is sometimes it has trace amounts of uranium in it. Um, and so that's what's happening here. Um, it's it's not enough um, in most cases to be a huge problem, but it is enough that it is likely to cause cancer in the area where you wear it. Uh, and every government uh, that I saw that has done tests on these has said, please take them off. Do not wear them. Do not buy them. If you get them as a gift, please get rid of them. Uh, they are there. There's nothing good about them. They are only harmful. Please stop doing this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I thought there was a, this might be the only quantum that's worse than quantum of solace. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> uh yeah. It's it's all so silly. Um, 
But I mean, do you do you remember the the late night infomercials for the little stickers to go over the earpiece for your flip phone that were supposed to prevent radiation? Uh, I think I missed those while I was watching. I was too busy watching the colon cleansing, the colon <laughs> cleansing commercials. We were watching different networks. <laughs> yes. Um, they used to sell them at Publix down here and people would come into Radio Shack because, you know, Radio Shacks were usually in shopping centers with Publixes. You don't know that. You're from the wrong part of the country. For people in the Southeast, Radio Shacks were almost always in public shopping centers. Um, so people would come into the store and they'd be like, how do I use this? And I'd go, oh, let me show you. And I'd take the trash can and throw it in. Uh, <laughs> and I, oh, no, 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 what? Yeah, it doesn't do anything. It's literally a Band-Aid. <laughs> take it back. Uh, yeah. And I've got, uh, in the office, I've got this little thing that a friend, a friend's mom was given that's supposed to be some sort of a something diode. And I'm like... I don't think you know what a diode is. So we went into a whole conversation back and forth because it's a piece of acrylic that looks like wood with a sticker on the front. I'm like, that's not how diodes work, friend. <laughs> like, this was tested by MIT. Yeah, give me that white paper. Oh, we can't do that. Yeah, exactly. So this kind of stuff always exists, but it's usually just snake oil. It's not snake oil laced with uranium. <laughs> Which is what this one is. If you wanna, if you wanna trust nonsense, that's your choice. But don't trust this nonsense because this is literally harmful to your health. If somebody gives it to you, give it back or throw it away or something. Just definitely, definitely be careful um, because, yeah, not good. This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, <clears throat> sorry, plus it's available for almost all of your devices. And to get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee, you can go to pilchpoint.live slash PureVPN. All right. Again, last show of the year. It's almost almost Christmas, almost several holidays, and that means it is time to talk about procrastinators. Yes. So, uh, we talk about this, I think, every year. I think so, it's, too. Uh, worth, it's worth going over. It absolutely what is, because... Do? I'm one of those procrastinators that needs this advice. Yes. So the question that, so the problem that happens is as you're watching this, whether you may no longer, depending on when you're watching this, you may no longer be able to order something and have it delivered in time to give as a gift on Christmas day or, or Christmas Eve. So what do you do when you know that you need a gift for someone, but and you need it for Christmas, but you don't, but you don't, but you can't have it ship, shipped. And you know maybe you could go to the store, 
but that could be a dicey proposition. Maybe it's so late that you're heading off to Christmas dinner and you realize there's someone you didn't get a gift for. You know, maybe maybe it'll be I'm personally going to Christmas Day at my sister-in-law's house on Saturday and I could imagine if they say, "Oh, yeah, you know, you're you know, someone else is coming that we didn't expect." Or whatever. Oh, we didn't realize we didn't get them a gift. Um, no problem, because there's a lot of last-second gifts that you can get. You can get people now. Last by last second, obviously, we're talking about digital gifts. But it doesn't just have to be a digital gift card. There's a lot a digital gift card for for money to to Amazon because that you know. Or, or, you know, or a digital Amex card or something. I mean, that's like just like giving somebody cash. And that is, you know, don't get me wrong. That's never unwelcome. But, you know, it's not the most thoughtful gift because that's just like giving somebody, you know, here's some money, you know. So um, I, I'm a big believer that it's the thought that counts, right? So first of all, to just go beyond the obvious Amazon and Newegg and Best Buy gift cards. There's gift cards for, I'm sure, most stores. Uh, another, uh, you could get them a gift certificate for a more specific store. Uh, in my case, I love um, I love it when people give me gift certificates to maker stores like Adafruit. Um, those, are, those are also, those are more specific than just like, hey, here's a gift certificate to Amazon where you could buy anything on earth, including toilet paper. Um, but you can also get someone something a little bit more specific. So for example, for Adafruit, uh, you can get somebody an Adabox gifts, uh, Adabox subscription uh, for uh, $60 per box. And what that is, is I think every quarter they send out to the person an electronics project uh, in a box and, you know, with the tutorials and all the parts that you need to do it and you know it it varies so each one is sixty dollars you could buy them a subscription and then uh when it comes out in i think a month and a half it will be be shipped to them so another another great possibility is to give somebody a game service subscription because that's something now obviously you need to know that they don't have it already and that they uh, and what platform they like to game on. But a, a really great example would be to give somebody Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, a three month membership right now on Amazon is $45. And for these things, what you wanna do, uh, particularly on Amazon is look for the word digital code in the product name, because you don't want a gift, a physical gift card. Then it's gonna be mailed to you you're not going to get it till after Christmas. But look for something that says digital code and you can get uh, you can get Xbox Game Pass, you can get Nintendo Online, you can get PlayStation uh, PlayStation Plus, you can get um, you can get all these services. So those are really good good things to gift somebody. Uh, another thing that you can gift you can give folks digitally is subscriptions to streaming content. So you can give someone a, a gift subscription to Disney Plus 
for $80 for a year. You can give somebody a gift subscription to BritBox. Uh, that's something a lot of people may not have. $70 for a year, BritBox gives you access to all the BBC shows. Uh, so if you know someone who likes British television, uh, all the Doctor Who's, all, you know, all the old and current uh, British TV shows, BritBox. Uh, so Spotify, you can give somebody a Spotify digital card. You can give someone a Netflix digital card. And the Netflix card and the Spotify card are ones where if they don't, they're just money uh, toward that. So if they already have a subscription, they can use it to pay their subscription. Uh, and then, of course, they can decide what type of subscription that they, they want because there are many different Netflix uh, tiers and there are different Spotify tiers. So you can do that. So uh, gifting someone a subscription to streaming content, whether audio or video, is a great last-minute last gift. If you know someone who plays a very particular game, like, for example, Minecraft, uh, you can buy in-game currency uh, as a digital code. Uh, for kids, Minecraft is a really big one, and Roblox is a really big one that you can that you can get digital gift cards for. You also can buy someone an actual game. You can find a download code for a game. Uh, Amazon has these. I believe you can do it with Steam also. You can buy a digital code, and then you can give someone the download code. Uh, now, of course... To make this nice, if you have a printer, I would suggest printing out a nice little card and putting this, printing out the digital code and putting it in there rather than just forwarding an email to your giftee. But these are all digital things that you can very easily give to someone that they will really get, really get a kick out of and, and find useful. Finally, I wanna mention if you are listening to this or watching this and you have a 3D printer and you have a few hours before you have to give someone your gift, you could always 3D print them something. And with that in mind, I want to show you really briefly that, uh, oops, not how I wanted to show it to you. Uh, I want to show you really briefly that there is that we have an article on Tom's Hardware about 10 great ornaments that you can 3D print right now. What a great your, idea. Uh, if you've got a standard FDM 3D printer, uh, these take anywhere between two and 16 hours to print. And you could print one and bring it to your giftee as a, as a gift. I mean, you could, you could 3D print anything, but uh, but uh, an ornament is always a nice touch. Uh, so that's on our homepage. You, they, we have uh, examples of a TIE fighter, a Minecraft creeper, a Death Star. These are all ornaments, but they're cute little models. A Hypno Mistletoad, an icicle, a kaleidoscope ball, a little bell, something that looks like a tangled spool if you're giving it to someone else who 3D prints. Uh, so, or... Or even, or even a, a tree topper. So, uh, so you know that's another way. Which if you've got if you've got a few hours and you've got a three D printer, 
uh, you can you can make a neat gift for someone. I love that one. I I'm not gonna lie, I love that. I had not considered doing that, but uh, now I will. <laughs> Do you have an FDM printer handy for doing it? Um, I've got I, I've got that three D printer that I uh, I haven't set up yet <laughs> that I bought a while back. Now, my best advice for this is is like for whichever one you whichever one you're going to do, you'd got it it seems like it's going to really ride on how good the filament is. Mm-hmm. Right? So, one of the big issues with 3D printing as we've discussed before is a, a lot of people just get a single boring color and they print everything in it. Then if you want to make the uh the ornament look exciting you're going to have to put primer on it and paint it and that's quite a project what you might want to do is either have a couple of bright colors because uh, some of the projects involve using more than one uh, filament roll or maybe getting something like this which is uh well this is technically multicolor, not rainbow color uh, but you could get rainbow color or multicolor filament where after a certain number of layers it changes color so it gives you kind of a gradient effect that's a cool idea. So anyway, yeah, I think I've got to uh, put that filament in my printer and I'm going to try printing out some of these things, uh, starting with the Minecraft creeper head. Creeper head. Uh, although I would really sure. like a nice shiny green like we showed in the picture. And I don't have I don't have a shiny green like that. So right now. So it's uh, it's tempting tempting for me to to order some more filament to to get that because you definitely want like a silky color filament as well um you don't want just a boring mat for these gotcha and i just want to make sure did i see hypnotoad on there yes i thought so yes okay no toad all right yes well i'm not very familiar with hypnotoad but our writer is so our writer uh, Denise, who wrote, uh, Bertacci, who wrote this for us, uh-huh. uh, it, I guess is familiar with the Hypno Missile Toad. So uh, this is another one that looks really good because of the what filament she, the green filament she used. I actually got to ask her exactly which brand of filament she used for that. But these silky filaments are great for models like this. Not so great when you're printing something practical like a box, but. You know, that's why if you're a real 3D printing aficionado, you gotta go have a lot of a lot of spools. Oh, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Hypnotoad on your website right now. Uh, that's the one that's being printed. I, we were just talking about John DiMaggio in the last segment, and so any Futurama reference is gonna be a win for me. Uh, anyway, wonderful. Uh, obviously. You've got uh, that on the website, and I have to imagine you've also got uh, the other one. Yeah, we will have the last. Uh, we do it every year, but I'm going to update the last minute gifts. I think tomorrow, uh, last minute, last second. I guess it depends on when you, how close you are to, to having to go give it to someone. But yes, we will have an updated version of that because uh, we do it every year. But uh, the ornaments. Is there and and 
and highly highly recommended because there's a lot of cool things you can you can print out getting someone an ornament is kind of a nice gift they can if they've got a tree they can go yeah. and hang it right away yeah for sure yeah that's 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 a cool idea and i'd love i'm not gonna lie with these little christmas trees i've got here what i'd love to do is get like a, a translucent filament which i know exists because i've got a friend who's doing uh yeah uh LED uh, diffusers for LED screens. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to do things that could stick into these little holes <laughs> so that they'd look like ornaments as well as lights. Because <laughs> I have a problem. Yeah, you. <laughs> I mean, you can ease, like, you definitely, the translucent is great, especially if you were to put something electronic in there, like a, like an LED light. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be, that would be pretty cool. So, Definitely uh, check it out. I am very sad. I would have really loved to have brought on this show my Raspberry Pi Christmas tree that I ordered, and I hope I get it before Christmas. But it's it's looking it's looking bad. The um, I ordered it from the UK uh, from the only site that has a site called Pi Hut, and I didn't pay extra for rush shipping. I paid for Royal Mail. And that was like a week and a half ago. And I have to admit these things sometimes take take two or three take two or three weeks to get here. So maybe I should have paid more, but I didn't care as much about it as I should have. There is a thing where it is a RGB Christmas tree that is a Raspberry Pi hat. It is an ex just an expansion board. You pop so it's not very big. It's like this big, you know. But you can control it and have an RGB Christmas tree on your desk. I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll bring it into work, but it, just leave it there to entertain everyone in the office. Um, but we'll have to see if it arrives. So I guess what you're saying is it'll be fun, but not quite uh, your PyCast guest level of fun. Yes. Well, that you know, was I'm wild. More yes. Oh, yes. That was really cool. Uh, We've got a, I, I should mention just real quick that we've got a really spectacular guest uh, this coming Tuesday. We have the folks from Adafruit themselves coming on nice. to talk about, to talk about uh, both the CircuitPython programming language, which they make and their new, I think they're going to talk about their new Keeb RP2040, which is a RP2040 board that is designed specifically to help you I'm holding up a Pico like it's the same thing, but it's, it's not. But, you know, an <laughs> RP2040 board that allows you to uh, to make your own keyboard. So, and we've said before that you can, you know, get things like this that, that control a bunch. But I think this one will actually let you do it with, you know, 100 keys or whatever. So, nice. I think. Well, uh, but we'll learn more about that on the broadcast and always really cool to have them on. And that is Tuesdays Tuesday at, at two, Tuesdays at two thirty Eastern, uh, and you can find it on the Tom's Hardware YouTube channel. Fantastic. Well, I think you know that I like to watch, uh, <laughs> and oh, this last week was was a wild one. That was so much fun to watch. Uh, so, uh, yes, oh. a guy had for. The, people who haven't watched it, a guy, uh, the guy we had on, he has just a crazy, like was 120,000 light, uh, yeah. Christmas display at his house in Massachusetts. 
that's powered by four Raspberry Pis, but uh, just like the whole thing is just really wild. Uh, I don't know. He said his neighbors are totally cool with it. I it plays really intense, like an eight minute music <laughs> thing every, I think every half hour. Yeah. So it's hard for me to believe that his neighbors were cool with it, but more power to them, I guess. You don't know how soundproof their houses are. <laughs> I mean, he said that across the street, there's an entire apartment complex and they don't have not complained. So, um, I, I mean, some of it is that you can tune in. He's broadcasting on like yeah. FM on a local FM channel, but he also said there are speakers there. And if you go by and press the button or something, there's a button in front of his house. It'll play it. Uh, yeah, I would absolutely drop by to see that if I was living uh, in Massachusetts. So. Yeah, for uh, for sure. It you know watching watching the video of it in action was wild. I would love to see it in person. It's 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 just absolutely crazy. Uh, but anyway, obviously we enjoy that kind of stuff, which is why you do the show in the first place. Uh, but. Yeah. As always, Avram, appreciate the advice as a as a known procrastinator. Uh, <laughs> these types of things are always helpful to me. And a lot of the things that you mentioned are the kinds of things that uh, I personally would appreciate. So, you know, that seems like an all-around win <laughs> for me and obviously for a lot of other people. This is our last pilch point, I think. Uh before 2022 uh, until probably after CES and so to all of our to all of our pilch point viewers we've we've appreciated you here in 2021 and we will see you back in 2022 and uh, until next time well no I guess that's the other show uh, so uh, <laughs> pilch point viewers have have a good new year and we will see you uh, after CES. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Loot Crate. Whether you're a gamer, anime fan, or pop culture aficionado, Loot Crate has got a crate for you. They curate a bundle of collectibles, apparel, figures, and more that you can't get anywhere else. Crates are delivered to the door. It is like getting an awesome birthday present from yourself every month. And to learn more about the crates that are available and any deals that are running, you can go to f5live.tv slash lootcrate. Would also make a good uh, last-minute subscription gift <laughs> for somebody. Uh, yeah. Back to our back to our last topic. If you know the types of things they're they're into, you know Star Trek, Star Wars, something like that, you could easily get them a loot crate subscription. Anyway, uh, something yeah. that's something that's less popular uh, right now is NFTs. They are a technology that creates a fascinating dichotomy. There are people who love them and people that hate them, and there does not appear to be anybody in the middle, from what I can tell. Um, 
and lots of lots of different parts of the world are all trying to uh, incorporate them into their offerings. Recently, there was uh, an announcement uh, from Discord that they were researching it and they've backed off um, because of of uh, customer feedback. Um, and we could have just talked about that, but there's a lot more uh, because. Uh, this week, an interesting situation happened. The game Stalker 2 on Wednesday announced that they planned to integrate NFTs into their game in three different ways. The first would be um, a single token that would allow the bearer to be digitized and brought into the game, uh, whoever had it at a particular time, um, which was an interesting idea. Um, the, the second... Uh, version would be certain items. Uh, they they referred to it as a highly secretive Genesis pack uh, that the company promised was not a a pay to win situation. Um, and then the third is more traditional uh, in app purchase type stuff. Now, for those who don't know, an NFT is a non fungible token. It is. Uh, something that lives on the blockchain. We talked about it a while back. Essentially, you can think of it as a digital certificate of authenticity that allows the owner of a digital good to sell that uh, digital good and for it to be proven that somebody else owns it. Uh, memes have done it, um, but in this case, in-game items, skins, uh, weapons, things like that, could all be done as a token. You could sell them in-game. You could sell them out of game. A lot of it comes down to, uh, from the developers, a lot of it comes down to uh, wanting to prevent the aftermarket issue of, let's say, uh, this this was a big problem in World of Warcraft, uh, buying gold and certain other resources. You would buy it off-game, then you'd have to meet in-game and trade you know, hand over the digital good, but how do you know that's going to happen? Well, you don't. Uh, so that's a lot of what the NFT stuff is supposed to, to solve, is giving an in-game, an out-of-game way to sell in-game things and guarantee that the transfer actually happens. Now, what happened? Wednesday, Stalker 2 announced that, that uh, these NFTs were coming to the game. Within a few hours... <laughs> The backlash had been such that the company decided to uh, put up their dukes and fight for their decision, um, releasing a, a statement uh, explaining why they did it um, and what they were trying to accomplish. We're a small developer. We don't have a publisher. We're trying, you know, we're looking for ways to generate revenue uh, ahead of the game so we can make sure it comes out in a timely manner. Um, that did not sway. Uh-oh. Well, let's see what's happening. The interwebs are gone again. All three interwebs are gone. That's interesting. Hello. Can you hear me, Abram? I can't hear you. I'm sorry, now I can. Okay, good. Just so long as 
Alright, we're back in one place. We got two more to go. All three internet connections dropped at once. So, there's no way that's true. <laughs> Obviously, that means that the, that the computer decided it was no longer interested in the interweb. Uh, <sighs> anyway, all right. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, that did not sway gamers. Um, and they continued to fight the decision, uh, despite the, the argument in favor from the developer. Within only a few minutes, uh, they actually pulled the tweet down, the original tweet uh, defending the action, and then went dark for a little while. And less than 36 hours after the initial announcement, a new announcement came out going, our bad, change of plans, we're out. <laughs> Uh, in fact, in fact, it said, we hear you based on the feedback we received. We've made a decision to cancel anything NFT related in stalker two. Now, not terribly surprising. Again, the feedback was rough. Um, but again, I think some of it has to do with a little bit of a misunderstanding of what's happening. I think there's a lot of fear that the use of NFTs is going to bring, the next generation of microtransactions that are going to make even standard games uh, more expensive. Uh, though it does not appear currently that that's the plan. Although it could be in the future. I don't know. What do you think, Abram? Oh, NFTs. Yeah. That's my general take, too. I don't get NFTs. They seem like a waste of money. They seem like a waste of time. I read a fascinating, well, not so fascinating. I read a story this week where I think there was an artist who was complaining because someone else was selling NFTs of their art. Mm. Like they were getting, I guess, ripped off because other people, someone else was selling an NFT of artwork that was not theirs. Oh, that's not great. Yeah. Um, so just to keep, keep in mind that, uh, you know, there's, there's all new kinds of crime and, and absolutely rip off here with NFTs. I don't get the point of them. Uh, I really, I really don't. This kind of reminds me of when I was, a, of, you know, before I had kids, I was like, I know I have a great idea for how I'm going to give a gift to my child without spending money. I will just buy myself a new car and I'll tell them it's their car, but I have to drive it. That sounds like an <laughs> NFT to me. You know, like, listen, yeah. I bought you a new, I bought you a new car. Unfortunately, you're five years old, so you can't drive it. <laughs> but I'll be driving it in your name. You can say it's your car. Um, you know, you can tell all your friends. Um, so, um, I now that doesn't work uh, with kids, as it probably should not. Um, Agreed. And uh, I don't think I don't think NFTs are, uh, are are very useful. I mean, look, we assign a value to a lot of arbitrary things. So, 
I get it. You True. know, we assign value to baseball cards and comic books and, you know, art and, uh, I mean, and, you know, pieces of paper that we call money. And so, you know, everything is given a value, uh, aside from things that you absolutely directly get, get use out of like food. Um, you know, a lot of things are kind of a presumed value, but, I don't know. The value in NFTs to me seems too abstracted from you being actually useful uh, to to be worth it. But I guess they're not going anywhere. Uh, but just like cryptocurrency, they're very controversial. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I think I think that there is a place uh, for nfts um things that can be verified um from what i understand uh, again i also don't particularly care uh but for me it seems like this is the place that actually makes sense for them but i don't know it what whatever the, the gamers didn't want it they're the community the community didn't want it, so here we are. Uh, the good news is that the developer listened to their community. Whether or not it's over a misunderstanding of what they are or a complete understanding of what they are, <laughs> yeah, whatever the situation is, if your community doesn't want something and you respond to it appropriately, I think that's a good sign. You know, uh, we saw, we saw uh, EA respond to the Star Wars game in a in a similar way the community freaked out about something and and EA went which was totally out of character for EA to care about what the people who were going to buy their game thought but they went oh our bad no we won't do that you guys don't like that we won't do that uh which you know it it's good to listen to your customer base yeah i mean i guess when it's something like gaming you can you have to be more responsive to your customers because reputation is everything there but true um you know we don't see apple be as quite as responsive to feedback true we don't see microsoft be quite as responsive to feedback so although the the current uh dev build of windows 11 has has changed the start menu some We'll see how also, good it is. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. I'm not on the dev build, so I don't know. But yeah, I think they just give you a few more icons. I don't think it's a major change. Yeah, I think that's all it is. But yeah, I, I I like when a company listens to the to the customer, whether or not the customer's decision makes sense. We're not taking a position on that right this second. But the the customer base had a response. The developer listened to that response. And here we are. So, I I think it's a good move for them uh, to save, like you said, to save their reputation. Because once a studio's name is is damaged, it's hard to come back from it. Blizzard. I'm sorry. Did I say that? I didn't mean to put that at the end. Uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely a challenge to to come back from from an image that we talk. And it's not just in gaming. We talked about it with uh, with OnlyFans a couple months ago, right? So you know. Once you have a particular image, it's it's hard to change that. So I think that was a good move.
This week's DRM not included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Malwarebytes. Uh, whether you use a PC, a Mac, or a mobile device, Malwarebytes Premium is the company's strongest protection ever. It fights threats that traditional antivirus software can't stop. And, in addition, can cover things like worms, rogues, dialers, trojans, and a whole lot more. It allows you to use your computer and mobile devices with confidence and peace of mind. And to learn more and to get a special price, you can go to f5live.tv slash Malwarebytes. Uh, from one controversial topic to another, Avram, data caps. <laughs> um, uh, just over a year ago, uh, Comcast decided that in the midst of the most important time to have solid internet at home was the perfect time to introduce data caps to the 12 states that they serve that did not already have them. Um, we talked about it the week that it, that that announcement was made shortly after the company said, okay, so we're going to delay this until tw 2022. Well, looking at my watch, it's almost 2022. So it was time to address the situation. Uh, and this week, Comcast announced that they were pushing the rollout further. Um, so the wording is a little vague. They tried to make it sound like they had not planned on uh, implementing it at all. But it also mentioned the year 2022 in particular as not being when the uh, feature will roll out, uh, suggesting that heading into 2023, they will once again reevaluate um, this very silly decision. You know, you and I talked in 2020 when they first made this announcement in November of 2020. It was just after a report had come out showing a huge increase in what are considered power users for the first time uh, in history for obvious reasons. We did the math on, on the number of hours of just of streaming Netflix uh, that, that would put you over your data cap, and that didn't include you know, being on, uh, on Google or Teams calls for work or, or class or any of that. So I, I don't know. This still seems crazy. This is a company who's not exactly listening to its customer base to go back to the last topic. It's more like they're you know, sticking their finger in their mouth, putting it up to the wind and seeing which way it blows and saying, well, right now it's blowing in this direction. We can't do it now. We'll wait until people aren't paying attention. That's what yeah, I feel what like I here. What I don't get is why, why they care. I mean, obviously they don't care. They must care, I guess, about public perception, but why? I mean, most people don't have a choice. That's True. why we have companies like Comcast doing this. Mm -hmm. So, and it's why it's, you have a company like Comcast, who is the largest internet provider, uh, and in the top five most hated companies in the country. Right, right. Because people don't have a choice. Right. So, if there was a choice, if there was competition, they probably wouldn't do it. Right. So, 
I find it interesting that they they don't want to take the publicity hit. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, my understanding is with Comcast, you can buy an unlimited plan, right? If you, you just have to pay more for it. From what I remember about this rollout, I don't know that there was an unlimited plan. Um, the I think the current rollout did or does offer an option for it, but uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, after the rollout, that wasn't going to be an option in these 12 states. But I might be wrong. It's been, it's been 13 months since the details came out, and I didn't f- freshen up on the on that. So Xfinity, I see. I mean, I don't know if this is still valid, but I see a support article saying that there is unlimited data option that costs an additional thirty thirty dollars a month. This fee is independent from your actual data usage. So, I don't know. You know. Uh, but anyway, I guess I. Here's what I want to know: If you are on Comcast Xfinity and you sign up for Peacock, which Comcast also owns, mm-hmm. does that does that do they count that against your cap? A fair question. I mean, that would be a. I mean, net neutrality is no longer in place, right? So they could. They could do that now, right? They could incentivize you to to subscribe to Peacock by not charging by not charging Peacock viewing against your cap. Yeah, that's true. Uh, T-Mobile uh, was or is. I don't know that T-Mobile has data well, caps anymore. Well, uh, if but at one point T-Mobile was doing a big thing like that. They were partnering with with certain companies to to prevent them from being part of the, the data usage cap. So, I mean, right. It's a, it is an established concept. It, it wouldn't be a, a new. Yeah. Uh, I mean, T-Mobile is unlimited now. And, uh, but, but it's important to note that uh, even when there was a net neutrality doctrine fully in place, it was not, uh, it did not apply to wireless. So, um yeah i mean it's uh, i'm happy for the customers because it's data caps are a really big problem they're a big right. problem because they're also in a big way anti-competitive because you know you've got all these other services like i mean netflix can afford i guess but you you know, you've got all these other services that are at a competitive disadvantage because if you watch cable, so they are in effect doing this anyway, right? Because Xfinity is also cable. So mm-hmm. if you want, if your choice was, oh, I want to watch HBO on Xfinity cable, or I want to subscribe to HBO Max and get it over the internet, well, clearly you're being disadvantaged there's a disadvantage here because even though cable is flowing over the same pipe i mean isn't your 
cable now basically coming digitally anyway? Isn't it being transmitted the same way that um, as data, just like your, just like the internet is? Yeah. For, yeah, mostly. So, but they don't tell you you can't watch TV as many hours as you want. True. There's no, I mean, they have to broadcast that data to you, right? By all rights, if it's so expensive for Xfinity to send you, send data to your house, then they should limit the amount of television that you're allowed to watch because the television is data that they're sending over the line, right? Right. But, but somehow that's okay. Like you could have your TV on 24-7 and there's no cap on that. So in a way, if you think about it, the cable is has always competed with the streaming services. I mean, streaming services always compete with the ca- with cable. Right. And there's no data cap on how much TV you can watch. So if you were thinking of let's say getting Hulu instead of instead of cable and you wanted to use Comcast as just internet provider, mm-hmm. that's a deterrent. If true, you, true. Right? They're they're deterring you from um, from using those streaming services while you can watch, get a lot of the same, but not all the same content on cable. So it is an anti, it is a very much anti-competitive practice. At the same time, though, it's a very problematic practice for a world in which people need need internet. Mm-hmm. They need internet for for to work. They need internet for school. It is not a toy. It is a necessity. And right. unfortunately, I mean, I think Xfinity knows this, right? I, I think Comcast knows that this is a necessity in life and now. It is not a um, toy. But I think years ago, a lot of people, particularly in the cable business, were like, oh, great. This is just another kind of entertainment that we're sending you. It's, right. This entertainment's called the internet. But it's not entertainment. It's a necessity. It's utility, like electricity, at this point. So you need it. You now need it for to for work, school, paying bills. You know, like right, uh, banking things that are not entertaining, right? So watching our show, yeah, yes. I mean, important things. But hopefully, all, you know, hopefully, we are also entertaining in addition to being informative. <laughs> But I mean, the thing is, once you start capping people, then they have to start making these judgment calls. Like, do I I watch a show? I don't know. That's a few, that might be some megabytes off my cap. So, Mm. you know, you don't want people thinking about it. That's, that's the thing. People should just be able to say, hey, I need what I need. The other thing is, I was thinking about data caps today um, when I turned on my Xbox for the first time in a long time because I don't need the Xbox anymore and I actually am giving it away and I wanted to um, reset it. But before it would let me reset it, it insisted on downloading a 4.3 gigabyte um, update. Now, if I was on data cap, I'd be really irritated because I'm giving 4.3 gigabytes out of my cap just to reset, just to reset the Xbox and give it away. So, you know, I mean, how 
you know, think about all the things you have that, that get updated, your Xbox, your operating system for your computer. You've got multiple computers in the house that are all getting updated. I mean, if we have to think about that, I mean, these things can be quite quite a significant amount of stuff. I mean, if you're saying yeah. like, if you've got to download five, six gigabyte update, you know, and you are updating, let's say there's five devices in your house that have to download that much update every month. And that's not even counting uh, games that have big updates and DLCs. And I mean, before you've watched a single movie or had a single video call, you know, you're probably in the, in the whole 50 to 100 gigabytes mm-hmm. of your, you know, terabyte limit there. So this is a serious problem, but yeah, I, I don't see how it gets significantly better next year. Like, Let's right. say that COVID gets better, which we all hope, but let's say COVID gets better. Um, that's not that's not going to re- dramatically change the calculus of how people are using the internet. Agreed. There's still going to be plenty of people working from home. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be, you know, hopefully kids don't have to go to school on the internet. Uh, but whatever the case, there's still going to be an absolute necessity that people have good internet. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know we've done this. I know we've done this math before, but I did it again just to, just to be sure. Um, producing this show alone uh, would be two and a quarter percent of my uh, monthly data cap if I were on com on standard Comcast Xfinity for this 90 minutes right here that two and a quarter right. percent and this is the second live show I've done today <laughs> right right it's it's you know it's a real problem now I guess if you're Xfinity if I if I was working for Xfinity I would argue that well you're a power user Scott and you should pay the thirty dollars a month because you're broadcasting whatever but maybe you should have one of our business plans that costs a ton but i mean the reality is everybody everybody is a broadcaster in in 2021 whether you're running a show or you are simply uh talking to people on zoom you are Mm -hmm. broadcasting live streaming video to the internet all the time absolutely so yeah oh and Um, don't and what, and what if you have a what if you have a security camera? Right. True. True. Yeah. And and remember, we only we only stream this show at 720. We're not even at 1080. Yeah. And I just watched my out my my bandwidth spike to 5.77 megabits a second. So that's way higher than the number that I had calculated on. So I'm happy for the Comcast customers uh, that they don't have to think about this for a year, but this is just going to come up again in a year. Uh, I'm sure they're just going to try to put it on again. Uh, I am very concerned about not just about the customers, but about all of the businesses and the media providers, people like us who want people to watch a show, who who could be hurt by folks having to have uh, cap anxiety and right. limit their usage. 
Exactly. Yeah, because it's not just it's not just the people behind you know Comcast's wall. It's us. Because people have to make the decision on whether or not they want to use their bandwidth to watch us. It's everybody. Twitch, yeah. you know, Twitch is going to see uh, issues, and Netflix will see issues. YouTube, yeah, none right. of it's great because people people are going to censor themselves. Right. So, what what could happen, and this would be have a chilling effect, but I think it is legal now is that a company like a Netflix or a YouTube who, ha- who has deep pockets could come along and make a deal with Comcast and say, hey, mm-hmm. don't count us against, we're going to give you some money, don't count us against your cap. Right. That would give them a competitive advantage with those customers. Indeed. Yeah, no part of this is good. Uh, hopefully the end result is that enough pressure will be put on that they don't tr- actually end up implementing this in the 12 states that don't have it. Um, I don't remember uh, if the states that do have it are still under a suspension, uh, to be honest. I don't remember. But either way, it's not great, and hopefully the end result is that it doesn't go into effect. This week's DRM Not Included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Amazon Prime. You know you get free shipping, but you get a whole lot more. Free music with Amazon Prime Music. Free movies, TV, and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video. Free games and a free subscription on Twitch to support the content creator of your choice with Amazon Prime Gaming. And a whole lot more. And we've got quick links to these features and some more as well. A free 30-day trial if you're not already a subscriber. And as a great last-minute gift, we've got uh, the ability to give Amazon Prime as a gift. And all of that can be found by going to f5live.tv slash prime. That was a call out for you there, Abram. (laughs) Back to our earlier topic. Uh... So last week we talked about an interesting situation where YouTube, a content provider, was trying to stay on Roku, a platform. Uh, The end result of negotiations was in the last few hours uh, they managed to stay. And YouTube and YouTube TV managed to stay on Roku. This week, negotiations are a little different. Uh, This week, YouTube TV is the platform and Disney Channel's were the content negotiations did not go quite as well and uh, as of saturday at midnight all disney owned networks were pulled from youtube tv Uh, that includes the entire espn collection the entire fx collection the disney channel national geographic uh freeform i think uh 17 in all uh plus uh locals in a number of uh markets where they were available. Uh, So much content was pulled that YouTube actually announced that they were dropping the price of YouTube TV from 65 to 50 a month, Um, which works out to almost a dollar a network, (laughs) which pretty good discount. Obviously, YouTube would prefer to have the Disney channels uh, on their service, um, but... 
did not appear to be in the cards from from what we can tell obviously this was about money um youtube wanted to be treated like a cable provider whose subscription uh base was the size that it is disney wanted to charge them differently uh and so here we are both Disney and YouTube have recommended that affected customers uh, check out the Disney Bundle, which is ESPN+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, and Hulu, which will get back almost everything that was lost, uh, if not live, certainly uh, 5 a.m. the next day. Um, interestingly, the bundle costs less than the, uh, the price difference. So if you're not losing anything, eh, it might be a win. But there is obviously stuff that's missing, the ability to watch stuff, uh, appointment, television style. But not a great situation for subscribers. I mean, it's it's good for Disney because I think they're going to push people more onto their onto their platform. Yeah. I mean, you do lose some things. I'm not sure. Is there National Geographic on in the Disney bundle? Uh yeah, a lot of the I think the National Geographic stuff is in Disney Plus now. All right. Uh, I mean, but you also gain some things because there's exclusives on Disney Plus that you can't yep. watch on the Disney sure. Channel. You can't watch any of these Marvel shows like Hawkeye on the Disney channels. So, True. so, so you're gaining something. I mean, I have to think that Disney also just wants uh, member people to deal with it directly more so this this forces that but look as we've said before when it comes to streaming it is very unlikely that you will get everything that you want from one streaming service you have to mix and match and by the time you have mixed and matched you may very well have mixed and matched yourself uh as to all the way up to what you pay for cable yeah but at the same time, there's now a lot of content that is exclusive on streaming that you cannot otherwise get. So there is no there is no uh, package one size, uh, you know, great package, right? right? If you want, if you want to watch Star Trek, you gotta get Paramount Plus. If you want to watch, uh, if you want to watch the Marvel shows, you gotta get Disney Plus. If See, I thought you were going to say Star Wars. If you, you want to watch, watch Star Trek, you've got to be on Paramount Plus. If you want to watch Star Wars, you got to be on Disney Plus. Yes, but uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, you got man, you got the Book of Boba Fett coming up, right? Yeah. yeah. If you want to watch, um, so you, you can't win, right? Mm -hmm. You you just you have to subscribe to the things that are worth it for you, and you have to make judgment calls about. What are the things that you're willing to skip? Yeah. Uh, and and this is just another example of it. YouTube TV tries to be, uh, I think, a catch-all service to replace your cable. Right. And people are running into the same thing that they did with cable providers. I think in the end, people who are cord cutters are getting are are basically getting what people have asked for from cable for a long time which is the ability to pick channels right right a, a lot card. of people are annoyed about the fact that oh i i can get like i have to buy this package to get the channels i want but there are all these channels i don't want mm -hmm. 
-hmm. the package. Well, here you go. There's there's an easy way uh, to do it just by different streaming services. The only problem is if you're on Xfinity and you have a data cap, right? Uh, then you'll be sorry if everything that you get is on a streaming service because at some point you will very easily exceed the data cap. Right. Well, the good news is at least uh, at least Xfinity comes with Peacock. So, you know. <laughs> right. But not for the next year. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I I think... I think that this kind of move... Uh, from Disney, who is almost certainly the instigator here. Um, this kind of move is almost certainly the next step in that slide to the end of appointment television um, that we've talked about for the last couple of years. Because on YouTube TV, it was appointment television. Over on Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, uh, Hulu+, not plus they stopped calling it that <laughs> they were the first there and the first out um so hulu disney plus and espn plus um you know that's not really appointment television there's some stuff that you can watch live sports and things like that but for the most part you know that's after the fact or or on its own timetable uh if it's if it's ex- exclusive to those platforms so you know this is a bit of a slide towards uh, less appointment style television. Yeah, appointment television is well. Here's the thing: when's the appointment, right? Because right. at one point with streaming, what we saw was that things were like put up for binging, and Netflix still does this. Yeah, but other channels, other services, I guess you could say, like. Uh, like Paramount Plus Paramount. and Disney Plus do and Prime uh, uh-huh. do things weekly, or at least yeah. with some shows that do things weekly. So, for example, I am waiting with bated breath for uh, episode three of The Expanse season six that's going to be coming on on Friday. So I guess the appointment would, if I really wanted to keep it, would be like 3 a.m. or something. Right. Would be the drop time. <laughs> right? So there is an yeah. appointment. It's just True. not the appointment you want to keep. An appointment most people True. want to keep. True. Uh, if they really wanted to, if companies really wanted to say, oh, hey, we want to have something that is quote-unquote on in prime time, what they could always do is decide that the drop time was you know eight o'clock or something right. instead of um instead of three in the morning sure so you know i mean that's True. going on with a lot of with a lot of shows it's going mm-hmm. on with star trek discovery it's going on uh it's it's going on with hawkeye it's going on with you know all the shows on disney plus so True. they are in a way stretching you out and you do kind of have an appointment, but the appointment is a little bit more of a flexible appointment in that it's usually, uh, I think I'll watch that Friday, but I don't necessarily have to say I'm going to watch it at 7 o'clock. Which, right. if you have DVR, if you have a DVR, it has was been always that way the case anyway. anyway. Yeah. 
Right. Time shifting has been going on for a long time, so there's no should be no surprise there. Yeah, for sure. So I this this definitely seems to be a move from Disney, you know, towards their own services. It's one of those they are both exactly the same as last week to now. They are both a content provider and a platform provider. And so, you know, uh trying to keep everything within their own within their own box within their own playground is uh it seems to be their ultimate goal here well that is our show thank you to those of you who joined us live we had some activity in the chat room uh tonight talking about ces earlier and all kinds of stuff if you'd like to join us in the future uh sunday nights 9 p.m eastern you can go to f5live.tv slash join us there you can chat with us in the studio as the show goes on and give us your feedback uh, as we talk about the topics. If you can't do that, that's okay. Pluckitslive.com slash subscribe will get you all of the uh, all of the shows, F5 Live, Pilch Point, Pluckets Live presents, and a whole lot more. Remember, uh, this is our last uh, show of 2021. When we come back, we will be coming back full swing from Las Vegas. Uh, for CES 2022, we will be streaming our studio setup. We will be doing our pre-show. We will be doing four full days of regular show. We will be doing four, probably four full days of post-show, um, where somebody will take a camera around after we go off the air and uh, give you a behind-the-scenes look into uh, our show experience. Then we've got our awards on Saturday. And then we will stream taking down the studio. So lots of stuff coming, plus a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, so check us out over on YouTube. Uh, remember, YouTube subscribers, nope, members, uh, yellow and green shirts, get uh, content first and ad-free. Uh, this show, Pilch Point, and more. Uh, so definitely check that out. And with that, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Avery. And until 2022, ciao.